Monica and I'm Amelia and welcome to Small Girls Big Chats, a podcast where we talk all things and more about navigating life in our 20s, understanding more about how our culture has shaped us and everything in between. Grab a coffee or snack and make yourself comfortable. We hope you enjoy this episode. because I'm actually sitting next to Monica right now. Yeah, which is really weird because we've never done a recording in person. It's always been through mm-hmm. Discord. So this yeah. is a whole new experience <laughs> for us. So let's see how that goes. It is a little bit weird though. We were a bit awkward thinking like, oh, how do we start? We are a bit nervous, but I think we'll get the hang of it, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. On a side note, my toes are really dry <laughs> and I just moisturise them. So remember to moisturise your toes. <laughs> It's not a body part that you've moisturised. Um, what has been happening? I mean, today's a Tuesday. As you know, I work full time, but I'm actually on annual leave at the moment because Christmas just passed. Yeah, so we're recording this during the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. So what did we do? I just ate a lot mm-hmm. and had food cremas for days. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same with everyone's Christmas. It's always food coma, eating, presents, hanging out with family. Yeah. I had so many KKs this year, but I'm very over grips at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing KK tonight. That's why I'm here at the moment, because we have dinner with our mm-hmm. uni friends, I guess. Uni friends, say. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about pressures of fitting in. As you know, from our last episode, we talked about pressures of keeping up. Mm-hmm. And we just thought today's episode would be a kind of a follow-up from that one. It's the same, same, but different. Right. Yeah, like the ideas are quite connected mm-hmm. is what we have realised that pressures are fitting in in doing so. You're doing all of these mm-hmm. things to keep up yep. with your peers yep. in your age groups, with experiences mm-hmm. and um, life goals. I think they're all very interconnected. Yep. Yeah, so mentioning that they are quite related, we mm-hmm. say that because we do things to fit into our own groups mm-hmm. um, even to look good on social media mm-hmm. or in front of your friends mm-hmm. and I think in Asian cultures particularly people like our parents do a lot of things to look good mm-hmm. or try to be successful so they don't lose face yeah Mindy in Cantonese or Mianzi mm-hmm. excuse the tone and accent <laughs> not really great but that means pride and dignity and prestige mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do those things so they won't be embarrassed of their peers, mm-hmm. to look successful, uh, or else for adults to brag about their children because that looks great for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think growing up was definitely like that. At every family gathering for Christmas, yeah. for New Year's, or whatever it is, it's always like, oh, what are your kids doing? Oh, like, are they studying now? Yeah. Have they graduated? Um, what are they doing for a job? So it's all about kind of not one-upping each other. It's just all about, like, making your family look good. It kind of is one-upping, though. Yeah. Like, if I hear them doing well, they'll go back to their children and be like, oh, I heard yes. they're doing so well. What are you, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, be better. Yeah. Did you have that experience growing up, though? Like, did your parents ever see someone, like a family friend or a cousin, and tell you, like, oh, you know, this and this person is, is doing this, so you yeah. need to do better? Have they ever done that to you? I think in high school is really mm-hmm. predominant because yeah. I think around year 78 is where they did a lot of the selective school testing. Oh, yeah. So a lot of some of my cousins got into like MacRob yeah. and Melbourne High. And for those who don't know, those are quite like hard schools to get yeah. into. You need to do a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. And I remember 
being told that and like you need to get into those schools yeah. because they're so good yeah and they're maybe much better and not being able to get into that was, was a disappointment <laughs> to them they're like how did you not do well like this person did so well yeah that like, shit but there is a lot of that my parents surprisingly didn't forced me to take the test for selective school mainly mm. because I don't think they knew about it oh yeah which is interesting because a lot of people ask like did you try out for the macrob test yeah like, no I never did you're lucky I feel like so I have so many older cousins yes. they went through all that so yeah you hear from those aunties and uncles yep. and then translates to you yeah so I think you got off really easily then. Yeah, I think that's like the one benefit of having a lot of family overseas is that they don't actually know what the norm is in Australia. Yeah. So unlike Monica, she has a lot of family in Australia that yeah. were brought up in Australia as well. But with me, I don't have that. So my mom doesn't really have anyone to compare to. Yeah, I think that makes it easy because I feel like with our families, the illusion of success really, mm-hmm. I don't know, pushes people to do well or be pressured to do yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. I know in previous episodes, Mon and I have mentioned that we've never been pressured to do a specific career. Yeah. But we, we've had those occasional comments where it's like, oh, this person's doing med, yeah. this person's doing that and that. And I think that subconsciously does influence our decision yeah. perhaps. But Because you doubt your choices. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, they did this. Should I be doing this also? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to like primary and high school days because I feel like the pressures of like fitting in with your peers is very predominant in those mm. ages. Yeah. I sure it's quite predominant now, but I feel like it's definitely more in primary and high school. And mm-hmm. in terms of like fitting in, that could be a lot of things. That could be like careers and stuff. That could be saying like maybe like even like clothing. Yes, so yes. like where we went to school, we didn't have any uniform actually. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> actually now looking back, I prefer having uniform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having no uniform meant you can dress yourself, mm-hmm. and I think there's like a weird pressure to dress well. Yes. Or like have follow a certain, the trend. Yeah, follow the trend. Have a certain like bag. I think in year seventy eight, I had like a handbag instead of like backpack. Oh my god! In hindsight, I'm like that is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I don't know why because <laughs> I found it the other day. I was like, why did I take this to you? It's the trend. Yeah. That was the trend in like early high school. It's like everyone was so afraid of standing out. Yeah. And. So you kind of just become a sheep in a way. You just follow what <laughs> yeah. everyone else is doing. Everyone had those country road tote yeah. bags for a bit. And I couldn't afford them and my mum didn't buy them for me. Yeah. So I had to get like cheap cotton on ones. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just so stupid because backpacks are so much better for your shoulders. <laughs> that's what we say now. But that also means that we're getting older because we're like, my back, my shoulders hurt. I want back support here. <laughs> it's cracking. <laughs> but I guess and also in high school, I don't think we've had this experience, but mm. I do know there are some people in high school that might feel pressured to do drugs perhaps. Yeah. Um, maybe to have sex and stuff at a certain age. Yeah. Do these adult things yes. because that's really cool in front of yeah. your friends. Having fake IDs and stuff. Yeah, because I know people have gone to raves mm-hmm. and they're clearly underage is yep. what I've heard just using like their brothers or sisters or fake IDs yeah and yeah I think especially teenagers nowadays I can't speak for all but I feel like everyone's growing up really quickly now so yes. it's like this weird pressure yeah to do it now yes yeah and we didn't feel that pressure because our friends didn't do that type of stuff no but I can imagine if all your friends around you and your friendship circles around yeah. you are doing I don't know drugs or going to raves or I don't know, having sex at an early yeah. age. It's it's understandable that you might feel that pressure to do that, but I think it's important to remember, easier said than done, of course, is yeah. that if you don't feel comfortable doing something, 
it's okay to say no. And if your friends are going to judge you and leave you out just because you say no and you don't want to do what they want to do, then bye. They're not the friends that you want. Yeah, it's definitely easier easy. said. Yeah, because we're 23 now. Mm-hmm. We've had some experience mm-hmm. and we can say this because we've learned yeah. to say no. Yeah. But I guess in high school, it's hard. You're, yeah, it's hard. You're in that social environment yeah. and that really shapes how you grow up and yeah. who you interact with so. and you see them every single day right yeah so you don't want to be seen as a person that's uncool yeah. quote uncool and yeah. as teenagers all you want is acceptance so some people will do things that they don't want to do just so they can be seen in a certain way or yeah. be accepted by your friendship group but kids are so mean yeah i know kids <laughs> are mean they are <laughs> and no one wants to be a loner because if you're a loner, yeah. then you get teased as a loner. Yes, exactly. Like, and it's just a full circle. Yeah. I think just find the friends that maybe are on the same page as you. I don't know. That's. I think we just got incredibly lucky. Yeah, I think we did with our high school friends. But hopefully, if you reach that age mm-hmm. of like 17 or 18, I think that's when you start to mature. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if you are with those toxic people, you can yeah. distance yourself away from that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely easier in uni because there's so many other mm-hmm. people in high school. You see the same people every single day, yeah. five days a week. It's kind of hard. I guess on the flip side of that mm-hmm. fitting in, mm-hmm. did you ever feel pressure to do the same uni degree as someone or maybe do the same subjects as someone in high school just so you can be with them? Because in our school, from year seven to year eight, you do the same subjects with mm-hmm. your class. And then once you're in year nine, you start choosing subjects that you like. And that means you might not necessarily be with the people that you were friends yeah. with in your class. I have to admit in year nine, when we started choosing, I did kind of ask the people that I was close I mean, with what yeah. subjects you would do, you right? You would do the same classes Exactly. <laughs> so I guess that's another pressure of fitting in. I mean, less serious than like drugs and sex and raves and fake ideas and all that. But it is a different type of pressure. I don't remember too much at the moment, but I, I feel like if I'm not in the same class as them, then I have to make new friends. And, and that was like the worst idea of yeah. thing to do. It's so scary. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be with that person. But then, <laughs> I mean, but in saying that, Mon and I actually met in year nine, though. Yeah. We became friends in year nine because we chose the same subject. So you do make friends. I think it's just the thought of it is really scary. Yeah. I don't know, it's just the lead-up to it. I think the lead-up to anything is always mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> yes, always, because you always overthink it. Mm-hmm. Next event in our lives that I felt, oh, God, I probably need to stick with my friends in university from year 12 yeah. to uni. I yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, that was really scary because, you know, that was when you had to start choosing a degree that you liked. Mm. You're paying for it as well because, hence, hex. So you kind of can't choose the degree that your friends are doing because then you're going to graduate with a degree that you don't like, and you're like $40,000 in debt. Yeah. A lot of our friends mm-hmm. got into commerce or business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mostly went to Monash or Melbourne Uni. Yeah, and I think there was this weird pressure to get into those top unis. Yep. If you didn't get into them, you went to like other unis. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you're a bit alone. Yeah, and you're or, so far away. I did feel this weird thing. I think, oh, I might be looked down. <laughs> Which is so stupid because uni is uni and it's a degree in the day. Exactly. And, and what no you one do cares. with it. Yeah, no one cares. But it's just that lead up not knowing what uni was beforehand. Yeah. Um, did scare me. So, like, making sure I get into those unis. And, like, I did go Monash, but... Yeah. I think I was happy with that because it was actually one of my top choices mm-hmm. anyways yeah. in what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, well, I, you guys know as well, I went to RMIT in my first year. So I was actually the only one in our friendship group that went to RMIT. Mm, yeah. A lot of our friends either went to Melbourne or Monash. So for me, I was a little bit sad that I wasn't going to be around my friends and I was kind of worried that they were going to make their own friends and ditch me and, you know, all this overthinking that you do. But, I mean, in the end, it was fine. Like, RMIT was in the city. I still met up with everyone. Yeah, we saw each other, like, quite a <laughs> A few times over the week, even yeah. just get dinner or lunch after classes. So I think it wasn't like about what you did with your degree, mm-hmm. like learning to maintain those friendships and just finding new ways to mm-hmm. like hang out with each other because you didn't have that usual schedule yeah. you had in high school. Yeah, that's when you know where your real friends are. Like your real friends will make effort to see you yeah. and you'll spend time together, but. If something like going to a different uni is going to stop your friendship, then I don't know. I don't think your friendship yeah. is that solid anyway. If you need to do those things to fit in, then I don't think it's too worth it. End mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah, because I, I have a family friend that just finished year 12, and my sister was helping him choose unis, and mm. he did mention, like, oh, but a lot of my friends put down Melbourne and Monash, so oh, I need yeah. to do the same. Because you want to be with them. Exactly. And it's completely <laughs> normal, but yeah. Rachel was like, but, like, what do you actually want to do at those unis, though? Yeah. Like, do you actually want to do the degrees that you listed? Because keep in mind, it's a <laughs> five-figure debt. Like, this is not kidding around. This is three yeah. years of your life. You it's, need to choose something you like. Like, it's not short-term. It's quite long-term. Mm-hmm. And I think some unis are so much better, particular yes. things. Like, in Swinburne, um, so much better for, like, media mm-hmm. and television mm-hmm. and that. Or, like, I know... Teaching. Uh, teaching at... Um, ACU? Yeah. Yeah, or like politics is better at, in Canberra, maybe at yeah. ANU, or I think Deakin or Latrobe, maybe like science, mm-hmm. maybe, I think, yeah. or physio. So there's particular unis are so much better, they have better programs, and yeah. I think going to the uni that specialised in that yeah. and does better. That's it, yeah. yeah. You just need to take a step back, because when it comes to uni, you just need to take a step back and just think. Mm. What do I want to do? What's the best uni for it? Because at the end of the day, you have to put yourself first. It's not about, like, following your friends. I think after first year, things slowly click in. I think first year was just, like, really scary. And learning how to navigate that in general. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, the pressures that we felt in high school. So, like, some serious stuff, some more trivial. I yeah. think in uni, there is still some sort of... I feel like there's just pressures in fitting in all through your life. Yeah. I found this quote saying... Certain pressures to be grinding and hustling in your 20s, mm-hmm. then build it in your 30s, then chill in your 40s. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, that happens in uni, and then you start your careers, yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't know, I don't really, like, it's true in a way, I feel like, with that quote. Yeah. yeah. But I think we do that because we're millennials, right? Mm-hmm. It's the culture to hustle and grind. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually guilty of, like, yeah. thinking like that. Because yeah. in uni, it's all about, oh, you have to, like, study. You have to do extracurricular activities. Yeah. You have to work. It's all about the grind. And once you're in your career, and it's Bang, all, bang, bang. Yes. It's all about long hours to build yourself up. And now that I'm actually working, it's just so fucking bullshit. I'm just yeah. going to say it. Like, yes, you should hustle and you should grind yeah. in your mm-hmm. 20s because, I don't know, maybe you want to get married. Maybe you want to have kids. Maybe you want to start buying for a house. Like, sure, you want to make safe money for that. Mm-hmm. But something that we're going to touch on in future episodes is that you need to put yourself first. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in someone's life. In their 20s, I don't know, they could be going through personal issues that might not allow them to grind and stuff. Maybe yeah. they need to take time out for themselves, for men. I don't know. There's just a lot of different reasons. You can't just assume that everyone in their 20s is all about to grind. Don't think it's healthy. I think 
in like hustling and grinding, you really forget how to relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think lockdown. Yeah. For me, also maybe Millie, I think. Mm. I didn't have any uni going on. I graduated mid-year. Yeah. So not having that on and I wasn't working because I was stood down. So having literally nothing on yeah. and just time for myself. I think that was really weird yeah. because I, in a way, forgot how to relax. Yeah. Like, I have my home days every now and then yeah. in between, like, your work and you. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're doing nothing. Yeah. Right? You're just sleeping and like, just, like, catching up on shows. But having literally, like, weeks on end of having... <laughs> nothing on like I did enjoy it mm-hmm. but it was just like learning to find hobbies and learning how to actually relax yeah and enjoy my time off and not feel guilty because I felt guilty in a lot of ways if I wasn't finding a job then what am I doing like, yeah if yeah. I don't do it then failing in a way mm-hmm. or yeah just yeah. Like not being productive for my time I've like just learned you don't need to always be productive yeah and it's okay to just chill yeah of course yeah and I- yeah, it's just like that mentality is if that if you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. if you're not getting out to do stuff, mm-hmm. then not moving, then you're failing and you're you're not succeeding. I guess you could also say like workplace cultures do encourage yeah. that, right? Yeah. I mean I think a lot of people think that the time for you to chill is when you retire. Yeah, and you shouldn't be like that, yeah. I think. Everyone's always like, Oh, but you're only in your twenties, so you should be doing this and yeah. this and I think what's not that COVID was a good thing, but a silver lining of COVID is that it's shown people that sometimes it's okay yeah. for you to chill mm-hmm. because doing nothing is actually doing something. Take a step back for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And your mental health is, and your health and your well being is the most important. Like if you're not mentally well, if you're not physically well, mm. how are you going to be able to hustle and grind and work properly, right? So, I think, like Mon said, it's just you just need to take yeah. a step back. Not that like working hard isn't is bad. Like, yeah. We totally encourage that. Yeah, we course. love being ambitious and yeah, driven with what we want to do in our life. But I think we just forget to relax. Yes. And yeah, that's really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think we it's just like learning to recognize that mm-hmm. because I think both of us have been burnt out so many times. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we think we can do it all. Yeah. And then we reach the end. We're like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you just you get and then you break down when you get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, I've been on annual leave for the past two weeks, and I'm not going to lie, it's a little weird. You wake up and you have literally nothing to do. It's nice when, like, I should be doing something. Yeah. And you don't need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's just important that people don't associate the idea of doing nothing as being yeah. lazy and being, uh, like, failure. It's yeah. not, right? Like, no. it's important to take your time and just chill yeah. sometimes. But at the same time, you're just lazing around, then I don't know. Yeah, there's a definitely <laughs> a difference in being a total bum. <laughs> And, like, doing nothing. Like, yeah. if you're, like, spending the last, like, year or two doing mm-hmm. jack shit, then, okay, that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And I think also with growing up with Asian families, especially because both mine and Mon's families have come from overseas and they're immigrants in Australia, the Asians always go on with the stories, like, when I came to Australia, I had nothing oh and I God, worked yeah. for all of this. <laughs> and, like, you know, I worked for this and I did that and, like, everything I have now I worked for. And that's great. Like, those are great stories and they're always inspiring. But I think growing up listening to those stories, you think, oh, God, I need to, like, grind. I need to work for everything that I have. Chop, 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 chop. Yeah, because <laughs> our parents, like, growing up have never talked about, like, their downtime. It's always about the hard work that they put yeah. in. That can be motivating and it can be great. Because I definitely get motivated from that. But at the same time, it can also be really toxic and harmful on our mental health. Yeah, because I find that with that mentality, you're living not for, like, now or the present. You're mm-hmm. really living for the future. Mm-hmm. 
um, I think we forget to appreciate mm-hmm. our days at the moment mm-hmm. or the week. Yeah. You just keep thinking about the next year yeah. or the couple next years. And then you neglect your partners, yeah. your family, your yeah. friends. And I think that's more precious than working sometimes. Exactly. Right? For sure. I think Mon makes a really good point that when you're so focused on achieving this perfect future, yeah. you neglect your present and you might, I don't know, damage relationships, friendships, yeah. mm-hmm. um, whatever that may be. And that can actually then harm your future. Definitely a need for a balance mm-hmm. between your grinding mm-hmm. and your relationships with everyone else. Yeah. But um, I think it's hard to say, especially with like IB. That's a very round the clock, 24 hours working yeah. with your clients. I guess it's definitely what career you have chosen yeah. that has affected your relationships yeah. in what way. So it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But I think from a general perspective, mm-hmm. if you have a workplace that is like making you work to late hours mm-hmm. and you can't even have time for yourself mm-hmm. and that continues on for years and on, yeah. then yeah, that's definitely going to take a toll mentally, physically, anyway, I think. Yeah. yeah, 100%. But on the flip side of that, maybe more specific for relationships, like especially if you're in a long-term relationship and you're quite young, I think the balance that people often uh, find challenging is do I put my career first or my relationship first? Yeah. And it's not about putting one or the other. It's about balancing the two, especially if you're in a career that's maybe more time demanding you if you want to do that career you should be able to do it and the person that you're with shouldn't be like oh but you don't have time for me and stuff because we're young and we should be putting our careers first and hustling on all of that and if your partner doesn't understand that then I don't know that's not exactly what you want either do you think you and bank had that kind of issue I mean you hadn't started Mm. your careers yet but did you have any like definitely I think during uni because I think if anything in uni it's all about going to uni, doing extracurricular activities, like I said, working as well. Mm-hmm. And if you have a relationship and you have family as well and you have friends, that's six things that you have to balance. So yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes it definitely does take a toll. And I definitely had a lot of fights about, oh, but you never have time for me and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was really challenging, especially at the start of our relationship when we were quite early on in our, yeah. in uni mm-hmm. because we didn't know how to balance it. It was we both prioritize our education and our careers before our relationships and that led to a lot of fights but what we quickly learned is that it's actually about a balance like there's nothing wrong with him putting his career and his Mm -hmm. education first because that's what you're supposed to do at that age but it's about having a supportive partner that's going to enable you to do well and be supportive and not make you feel guilty when you have to go to work or you have to study Mm -hmm. right so it shouldn't make you choose exactly right? it's not about a choosing that's just, mon makes a really good point it's not about choosing one or the other mm-hmm. it's about having it all balancing it and making it work for yourself especially at a young age why do you have to prioritize a relationship anyway i don't know that that's just my opinion though. yeah i guess it's different for every mm-hmm. everyone like every relationship has its like mm-hmm. quirks yeah what, what makes it work yeah and I think with both of us, we were on similar pages. We both like yeah. studied the same thing. We kind of want similar things out of life, so it was easy. But I can imagine if maybe your partner isn't as motivated or maybe don't want the same things out of life, but you're highly motivated person, then that can be really hard because they won't understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I guess the communication is key. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we said, balance is really important for all of this. Yeah. yeah. In going back to having a toll on your mental health, I think it's very obvious 
because as we said being burnt out beyond exhausted having little energy for yourself and your loved ones mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think amira did mention it can decrease your self-esteem yeah right yeah exactly because you're thinking oh i'm not doing this and this and this yeah and then it just puts more pressure on you so just think about yourself think about your needs yeah and try to cater to that i think we, sh- we just find it very toxic, mm-hmm. but it is, like, the mentality that it is with our age group. Yeah. And it's definitely hard to escape. Yeah. But I think it's also learning how to say no. Yes. As we did mention multiple times in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Because I think my tolerance for, like, BS has, like, definitely decreased. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. No, I think that's but, natural. Um, As you get older, you, yeah. you just don't want to, like... You just don't have time yeah. for, like excuses yeah. or to do things that my friends are doing because yeah. they want to do it like i want yeah. to do it for myself sometimes exactly. like, it's just learning to be selfish just a little bit yeah and that's okay yeah and on the flip side it's like yes it's about saying no but it's also having friends that will accept it like when you say no like if mom was doesn't didn't want to do something i'm not going to peer pressure into it yeah. right it's about saying okay cool like you don't want to do it that's fine oh you're tired you don't want to come out yeah. that's fine too mm-hmm. i think as you get older you, everyone's on the same page about it yeah Maybe not just saying no, or maybe just learn to limit yourself. Like, you can say no to certain things or yes to certain things, but maybe a limit. Give yourself maybe, like, if I say yes to this, then maybe I shouldn't do this next time. Yeah. To, like, some other events. Or, yeah. Know, to give yourself a break. As we said, very Very important. important. Yeah. Very important. I Sometimes, especially once you're working, like, five days a week, and then on the weekend you have plans. Yeah. By Monday you're hectic. just so tired, and then by Friday you're just, you're gone. Yeah, maybe like take that personal leave you've been thinking about or take a half day also. Yeah. I think any time does help. Yeah. yeah, and I think on the flip side again of COVID, a lot of workplaces are now appreciating that important that you take care of yourself. Yeah. And it's so much more welcomed and it's not judged. Like you don't feel guilty mm-hmm. for saying, hey, you know, I'm actually a bit burnt out. Is it okay if I take the afternoon off? Yeah. I've done all my work. And so I'm quite lucky that my employer is very supportive yeah. of that. Like, one of our closest friends, I think she got quite burnt out multiple times throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, she did take personal leave, like, mm-hmm. one or two days, and that re-energized yeah. her. So I think it does make a difference. Just, yeah. yeah. And growing up in high school, I don't think social media use was as heavily used as now. Like, oh. we didn't use Instagram until, no. what, year I had nine? internet. I got internet <laughs> in year nine, guys. Like... <laughs> You seven, you eight. Yes, I had Facebook. Yeah. But I used that to play Farmville and Restaurant City. Yeah. And didn't get internet to you now. I was really behind. We grew up in a completely different time to now. So I just feel bad for the kids growing up now because there's Instagram, there's Snapchat, there's TikTok. Oh my God. There's Um, all this social media. And learning those dances. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know if you've seen The Social Dilemma, but it talks about that exactly. It's just so unhealthy because the more you look at things... Yeah. Then they start like showing more of it, and then you get addicted. And the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also with social media, like we mentioned in the previous episode, everyone's always going to show their best self on Instagram yeah. and on social media. Mm-hmm. They're not going to show you when they're having a tough time. But I think on the flip side of that, there are influ- quotes influencers <laughs> that um, that now actually get more real about issues. They talk about. I don't know, things that they're facing. Like a YouTuber that I've watched as well, she talked about fertility issues. Oh. Yeah. Especially like miscarriage and all that. That's not very hot topic. Yeah. And it's so good to, even though social media can be very mentally draining and 
really bad for your mental health. It's also great to see people actually opening up about issues that yeah, aren't normal. normally talked about. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I see growing up, especially if you're in your, I don't know, 15, 14, seeing your friends do a certain thing on social media, you do feel that pressure a little bit more. But Mon and I growing up, we only felt that pressure in person. We didn't have that social media element of it. I think we are quite lucky because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. If social media did play a role, or I think we'd be very different people. 100%. I think I'd be more, even more self-conscious uh-huh. of myself and mm-hmm. what I do and what I post. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if your friends are on social media and they're doing all this stuff, then mm-hmm. I don't know, you have to do it. We are in our 20s. I don't think LinkedIn helps much with that as well. No, LinkedIn, I think, is where we might feel more pressure now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's posting about oh my God, yes. <laughs> their jobs and they, this internship that they're doing or this like overseas project that they're doing. It's all about like, look what I'm doing and stuff. And yeah. especially if maybe you've just been rejected from a job or you're maybe not got, you didn't get so lucky with internships. Seeing that stuff can be very mentally harmful. Yeah, it doesn't help. I have done so many stalks. Oh my god! Just like guilty. who's got an internships, yeah, graduate role. If you're like, damn it, like how could, how did they get in? Because you get you got rejected from that place. Yeah, and you kind of like spiral a little bit because yes. then you're like, like if they're at my age also, if they're doing all this, what the hell am I doing in my life? Yeah, like I need I need to grind it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah. it's all about staying in your own lane. And again, like we mentioned in the previous episode, it's if you do find that it's mentally affecting you yeah. maybe delete the app yeah like, yeah i think instagram i've deleted multiple times just to get a break from it yeah i feel like especially this year i think so many worldwide events mm-hmm. like nearly world war three mm-hmm. covid mm-hmm. Um, black lives matter a lot of social issues have occurred this year mm-hmm. and have popped up on social media and that was a drainer like yeah. it's really important to be informative and yeah. know what's happening in current world issues but to constantly see that in your feed yeah. and then that kind of weird pressure to also know what's happening because then yes if you don't know what's happening then what are you doing during yes. lockdown also like yes that's like, another pressure of fitting in yeah. like when people repost a certain yeah. story or post and yes it's great to stay educated but if someone's not reposting on their story don't judge them for it I don't know. That's a, that's a good point. That's actually another like weird pressure that I did feel yeah. this year. Like I felt that like I felt like I had to follow these people, these yeah. people to know what's happening. Yeah. Like, like the next day, I need to know what's happening. All yeah. this protest, yeah, or rally, especially in America, that's constantly changing. Yeah. Of course, like it's important to stay informed. I a hundred percent agree yeah. that you need to stay informed on these things, but. If you're the type of person that's judging someone for not reposting something or yeah. missing out on a certain post, like, that says more about you than it does about them, if yeah. anything. Like, you, there's no need to jump on the bandwagon. Yes. And we know a lot of people who do that. And it's definitely great to share important social causes and issues. Mm-hmm. But, like, constantly posting and not actually knowing yeah. the background. Yeah of those issues yeah. I think is also an issue itself. Oh yeah, exactly. Because you're just sharing for the purpose of sharing but actually not knowing the backstory of it then like that defeats the entire yeah, purpose. Right? Yeah, right. And it's so important. It's also about the conversations that you're having day to day. That's more important. Yeah. The conversations you're having with your siblings, with your family, with the peers around you about these issues is so yeah. much more important than you putting up an Instagram story. Yeah, but I did feel that weird pressure to like know what's happening. Yeah. 
And also, also, we're going through lockdown as well, so that was a lot of stuff going so on. So much. Mentally, it was just, it was just such a drain. Like, I need a break. But yeah. then I felt guilty because then, like, I come back a few days and I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, <gasps> like, this world event happened and I, like, didn't, like, yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. This world is just so interesting. Like, we thought that the whole pressures of fitting in would end by high school, but... No. I think now that we're out of high school, we're out of uni, we're in our workplaces, we're feeling pressures of fitting in in so many different other ways. Yeah, like not your like generic fitting in with people, a lot of like life goals, social mm-hmm. media stuff. Yeah. yeah, social media doesn't help. But LinkedIn was a good one. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I know some people have time limits on their apps because you can actually do that on I should do that. <laughs> I do that on my Instagram. Oh, okay. I put like a an hour limit. Just I mean, you can actually ignore the limit, but at least when that reminder pops up, it's kind of like, oh shit, you kind of been on Instagram for an hour today. Maybe yeah, do something you know, else. Like your um the screen time. <laughs> oh no, because we're not talking about the screen. Oh, I hate the screen time. Screen time's so bad. <laughs> the screen time has gone down ever since Melbourne's been out of lockdown. It's good. <laughs> if it was the same, then it'd be concerning <laughs> because what are you doing with your life? And I guess it's what can we do to be more mm-hmm. conscious or healthier about all these things we have talked about today. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned some. Yeah. One, just accepting it when someone says no. Yeah. Not judging someone when they may not know about a certain issue that happened. Maybe yeah. not not judging someone just because they don't do what you're doing. That couldn't be applied across all things. Like, not judging someone just because they haven't graduated yet. Like, don't do that type of shit. Don't judge someone just because they haven't had a job yet. I think, again, like I said before, it just says more about you if if you're the person that's judging. Yeah, I think just back off. (laughs) Yeah. Like we said, said, give yourself a few hours Mm -hmm. or a day off. Take that personal leave Mm -hmm. if you've been thinking about it for a while, Mm -hmm. especially this holiday, Christmas, New Year's period. It is a great time to slow down and spend time with everyone around you. Yeah. Because work shouldn't be busy at the moment. Yeah. Unwind and, you know, take some time for yourself. Spend some time with family and friends, like Mum said, and just feel refreshed going into the new year. Yeah. I think with lockdown, I really found new self-care routines, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy to ground myself particularly. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like doing stretches in the morning mm-hmm. now yeah. and like in between I'm doing skincare and yeah. that like kind of starts my morning really well yeah but yeah I guess like find new routines that helps you yeah. whether that be yoga pilates or meditation yeah or even if it's just going for a walk or yeah. taking a longer shower having a bath facetiming a friend so whatever yeah. that may be it, yeah it doesn't have to be the thing that everyone else is doing yeah it doesn't just like yeah. find what works for you mm-hmm. as we're talking about this i'm like trying to men- make a mental note for myself as well because i think we're both very guilty of yeah stopping and just taking time for ourselves and it's not a big circle yeah so this if anything this is also for ourselves <laughs> yeah. and a reminder for ourselves Yoo-hoo, future Amelia Monica, listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I guess overall, um, a lot of the pressure that we do put on ourselves or each other is definitely, like, on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. The pressure that we put on ourselves doesn't come from people around you. Ultimately, it comes from yourself. Yeah, and I think we're all very self-critical. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we both are. Oh, 100%. So I think we forget that we do put it on ourselves and it's just a reminder to ourselves and everyone out there take a deep breath mm-hmm. like, cut yourself some slack yeah cut yourself some slack yeah. um, remember that things will work out yeah. as cliche as it is things will work out and if it's meant to be it's meant to be right yeah yeah 
2020 is over and oh, i finally. think um we know hopefully next year we'll bring on better things yeah yeah and with that we hope you enjoyed this week's episode we'll see you in the next year because the next episode we'll be recording will be in 2021 oh my god how exciting <laughs> um like and subscribe and follow our podcast and we'll see you on next week bye